welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Hall, and with me, as always, my awesome co-host, Patrick Terry, <laughs> on the ones and twos. He's got his own mic, ladies and gentlemen, from, oh, yeah. the, from his house. Get, <laughs> yes. Get ready. No more, no more, no more uh, video call voice. Right. <laughs> it's got it's got the mic to help to help uh, improve. Yes. Here's time. I've been eyeballing this mic for a while, and, I'm like, and I started watching reviews on it, and um, all of them, most of them were positive, and so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Heck yeah, yeah, cool man. Like I said, it I, I think it makes your voice deeper and sounds a lot more sexy. I mean, not that it doesn't sound sexy already, but you know, right? It, it's a <laughs> drop from that octave down a couple too. <laughs> Carry that with our radio now. <laughs> Oh man, I'm already getting loopy, and I'm not even drinking anything. I've got my body armor, orange mango, ah. my favorite. So that's what I've got going this morning. I'm going dry. I have nothing to drink right now. <laughs> mm. Well, thankfully the kitchen's right behind you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, buddy, what's new? What's going on? Um, you know the normal work, trying to not get sick and stay safe and had a um, couple of eye doctor's appointments this week. So apparently I have extremely dry eyes, which is affecting my vision, even with yeah. the glasses. And um, they noticed some kind of um, like the red veins are kind of growing into my cornea. So I got to take this steroid eye drop to kind of yeah. help with that. And um, which apparently it's supposed to be like causing discomfort, but I've never had discomfort, didn't notice it. But yeah. um, I went to the eye specialist and, I've had, I went to her before because I had a, like a bacterial infection that caused me to look like I had pink eye, but I yeah. didn't. Uh-huh. And so, you know, and she gave me the same eye drops I had last time. And so uh-huh. I got to do four a week, four a day, four a week, then three a day, four a week, then two a day, four a week, then one, uh-huh. then I go back and yeah. And then wow. this week I'm waiting on some new glasses because these are done. Um, I broke one off so it's taped up and then the oh, other man. one, the handle's kind of hanging on, so... I'm hoping today or tomorrow they'll come in so I can go ahead and switch out. Yeah. And um, that's about it. Um, I've been thinking about watching all the Star Wars again. Yeah. <laughs> I've been listening to Nicole Byers' uh, podcast that she has where they watch them for the first time. And I've been listening. I'm like, you know, I kind of want to watch again. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. Like, I think me and a friend of mine may, may watch it. So I'm trying to figure out how to... Um, you know, watch it at the same time. So there, I've seen a couple of apps on for the desktop where you can sync the movie up and you can watch kind of like, oh, yeah. in, but you watch the movie. Yeah, yeah. So okay. as soon as she gets her laptop situation figured out, we may do that. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Oh, yeah. And um, I think and there's a way you can do it on Zoom, too. There's a way you can share the screen on uh-huh. Zoom yeah. and um, watch the movie. So I'm like, okay, we'll probably end up doing that. Okay. And... um. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That sounds uh sounds cool, man. Yeah. Um, not much here, I guess. Um, Grayson had her graduation ish. She had a Zoom graduation, more or less, on Friday. Uh, pictures in her cap and gown were pretty, pretty adorable. Cool. Um, and yeah, that was. I think about it for her, York's finishing his last week of school. His last day's Thursday with his online learning. Um, he can go pick up, uh, you know, his stuff from school Thursday afternoon. I think I just read this morning. Right. And uh, yeah, he's just like he just finished his homework already or schoolwork already, and he's doing his reading right now before uh, we do anything else. Um, yeah, I guess that's about it there. I end up so we know how I painted the playroom mm-hmm. and uh, got it looking real nice. And then, uh, but you know, I got some soundproofing for whenever you know we can actually record again. And I was I kind of hesitated on putting it up because I'd opened up the closet for the playroom, which is a pretty good sized closet. It's more of a walk-in closet more than anything. Um, All right. There's like three bookshelves and some other random, a bunch of other random stuff in there, and I'm like, you know, I bet if I took this out, I could turn this into a podcast studio. 
So that's what I did two days ago, Saturday afternoon. Got a wild hair up my ass and started yanking stuff out. And um, and so you, uh, I got a, a row put up uh, Saturday afternoon. And um, then Grayson helped me yesterday put up the rest of it. and Or the rest of what we have. And then I was able to figure out how much more I'm going to need. Um and then talked to one of uh, one of the kids in Grayson's class. Uh, his dad is a sound mixer, okay. so I reached out to him on advice, and he gave me some good tips and everything. So it's coming along. Um, I hope you're not claustrophobic. <laughs> no, as long as it's not too tight a space. <laughs> no, no, no. It's actually there's actually going to be like even with the way I have it right now, because I put the table and a chair in there, mm-hmm. and there's still a ton of room. Okay. I'm like, okay, we're good. That's like we're gonna be good on space. Um, we're gonna be good on space. I just gotta now figure out where I'm gonna put everything that I took out. <laughs> right. Um, we got room in attic. We've got room up. In, you know, the toys and everything can be, um, can be handed off into different kids' rooms, and then um, everything else can be put in tubs that they don't play with. Or I, you know, that is just storage stuff can be shoved up in the attic somewhere. Right. So. But yeah, so uh, transitioning, buddy. We're uh, working on it. And the biggest obstacle out of all of that is Wi-Fi signal. Um, it's right. still a challenge back there, as which is why I'm actually back out in the dining area. Um, yeah. Well, one of the reasons, um, just because I know the Wi-Fi will be good, so I'm not going to battle that today, like I did the past two weeks. Yeah. Um, plus, York's back there doing this stuff, so I don't want to bother him. Um, but yeah, so once I can get that obstacle figured out, we should be golden. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I guess that's about it. Uh, yeah, man, I guess we ought to get into it. Um, I think it's my turn. Yes. So I was kind of telling you before we recorded that I watched, I made up for, from last week when I didn't watch hardly anything to, watching too much almost um i watched like six different things um in the span of a week um however we're gonna i'm only gonna talk about three i'll save the rest you know i'll save the others for next week um so i what we as everybody knows the or at least those with kids know the new scooby-doo uh animated movie scoob exclamation point uh, came out uh, for to came out digitally to rent and or buy uh, this Friday. So or this past Friday. So we we planned on watching it. We didn't watch it Friday, um, but we watched it. We watched it Friday. We watched something else Friday. Um, so we opted to go ahead and watch it Saturday night because we knew we'd have more time to watch it and all that other stuff. So we watched. So we, uh, you could rent it for twenty dollars, or you can purchase it for twenty five. So, yeah, five extra dollars. We just went ahead and paid, you know, to buy it because we know, I know my daughter. She'll want to rewatch. She'll want to rewatch it again and again, and she has twice since then. So, or we started it twice since then. Uh, she really liked it. So, we, uh, so we, so we checked it out. We watched it. All four of us. Uh, which is a kind of a rare thing at our house for all four of us to watch a movie at the same time. So it was, uh, it was pretty special. I really enjoyed it. Um, the experience of it. So it's this movie surprisingly entertaining for adults. Like you knew it was going to be good for kids. And right. But surprisingly good. Uh, had some funny moments in there. Yeah. Now it's a, it's not like the best, movie but it's it's entertaining you won't i don't think parents will get bored because for several reasons well i'll get into that in a minute i'm getting ahead of myself so mm-hmm. scoob exclamation point um so scooby and the gang face their most challenging mystery ever a plot to unleash the ghost dog Cerber- cerberus uh upon the world as they race to stop this dog this uh, 
dog apocalypse, um, the gang discovers that Scooby has an epic destiny greater than anyone imagined. So the villain that's trying to release this is Dick Dastardly from the Wacky Racers show. Uh, it's, I think it's probably the perfect villain for them to choose for this. They really went all in on trying to incorporate as much Hanna-Barbera stuff in this movie. Right. And there's so many Easter eggs. Like, just you just notice either logos or people or different things at some point showing up from the old Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Right. Which I think is amazing that, you know, I'm super excited that they incorporated into this. And, like, uh, so Will Forte voices Shaggy. Uh, Mark Wahlberg uh, voices Blue Falcon, who makes who actually has a pretty good supporting role in this. Jason Isaacs, um, uh, Malfoy's dad, <laughs> uh, voices Dick Dastardly. Gina Rodriguez plays Velma. Zach Efron plays Fred, which is probably the most perfect casting. Yeah. <laughs> um, Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried, uh, voices Daphne, and let's see, Kiersey Clemens, voices D.D. Sykes, and then Dr. Ken, voices Dynamut, which, honestly, at first I thought was Pat Oswalt until I finally heard it, and Grayson picked it up right away and goes, no, it's the, no, it's from Mass Singer, so she, wow. she, recognized, Dr. <laughs> she recognized Dr. Ken's voice from, from all the episodes of Mass Singer we watch. Uh, uh, Tracy Morgan voices Captain Caveman. I can see, I can hear that. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's really good. Uh, it was a good cameo. And then, uh, of course, Frank Welker voices Scooby Doo because he's been voicing Scooby Doo for God, I forgot how many years now. Um, but it does take place. It does. Uh, it does kind of give an origin story to how Shaggy and Scooby meet and how the rest of the gang meet you know all meet for the first time and how they form uh and how they form their group to solve mysteries and everything yeah so mystery inc how they form mystery inc to solve crimes uh simon i mean there's like several cameos in it voice cameos and um it's a uh, but there are so many just funny lines like there's one where dick dastardly is taking fred and says Come here, you. Um, what was it? How do you word that? They said everybody go except for poor man's Hemsworth or something like that. <laughs> poor man's excuse for a Hemsworth. That's what it was, referring to Fred, which I thought was hilarious and Ruth thought was funny. And um, of course, the kids didn't know who that was. Um, I had to tell my son it was Thor. I said the guy that plays Thor, his last name is Hemsworth. Um, but yeah, they had jokes kind of like that, and then they had some. Uh, like I said, some great uh, Easter eggs. They had some. Uh, they even had some DC Easter eggs in it because um, there was a Halloween scene uh, when they were kids. So yeah. you know some DC characters that kind of go through because it's because um, the movie's made by Warner Brothers that owns DC and also uh, I guess has the Hanna Barbera property now too or has had it, and so they. Uh, we're able to incorporate a lot of different things into this shared universe of sorts. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, all in all, it's fairly entertaining. I mean, <clears throat> like I said, even for us adults, I think, you know, it's something you can find something in there to enjoy. And it's just a good family movie. Um, it's actually not as bad as I was expecting it to be, to be honest. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, I, thought it'd be kind of cute you know whatever but no i actually kind of enjoyed it <laughs> i was pleasantly surprised okay <clears throat> the animation yeah and the animation is actually really well i mean the the animation is actually pretty well or pretty good and i like it's very shiny and bright it's it's uh yeah it's not like super realistic like it's not trying to be toy story and like how realistic right. it is but with the animation style that they chose like it's it's uh it's pretty good. It doesn't look dated, unlike the unlike the live action Scooby Doo animation looks dated, um, but uh, you know it's just a product of its times. 
<clears throat> but yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. So, um, let's see here. It was directed by Tony Cervone. Um, he's produced a bunch of, uh, he, he was producer on like duck Dodgers for years. Uh, he was the animation worked in the animation department for space jam. He was the worked in the art department for cats and dogs art department for fantastic. Mr. Fox. And he's produced a bunch of Tom and Jerry stuff and um, like the Scooby-Doo, uh, Scooby-Doo Kiss special, Kiss movie, whatever, that they did years back. Uh, yeah. And then, so most of his, most of his uh, works in animation. So, you know, went to the, or worked, ended up working for really well for him. So the second one I'm going to talk about um, is called The Lost Husband. I made a post uh, earlier in the week that I was watching it because um, I actually enjoy this. So people that know me know I love I'm a sucker for a Nicholas Sparks movie. I, I just am. I don't know why. Just started watching them. And actually a friend, uh, friend of mine recommended me watching them and then one or two. And then I finally watched them. And I'm like, all right, now I got to watch the rest of these. <laughs> so right um so i've watched i've now seen all the sparks movies and listened to a lot of the audiobooks actually um this movie is not a nicholas sparks or based on a nicholas sparks book but it's it fits really well into that genre of uh romance you know uh romance dramas so the last husband stars josh dumel as james o'connor Leslie Bibb as Libby Mor- Moran. Uh, Sharon Lawrence is in it. Um, Nora Dunn's in it, which was nice. And uh, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., most people know him from The Wire. He's the he's the congressman that always went, shit, like that. Anyways, if you watch The Wire, you know your brain automatically went to that picture of him saying it and know who I'm talking about. All right. I think he was in a couple of movies where he did that too. <laughs> yes, he yes he did because I, I I can't remember which one it was recently, but I was like I was like dude 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 dude. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, he did in Black Klansman. That's the movie. Yes, is, that's that's what it was. That's the most recent one. Um, yes, but that's what it was. Um, anyways, so this movie's about um, is about Libby Moran who's trying to put her life back together after the death of her husband, uh, which never really gets explained. Mm. It never, it, like, it doesn't get explained for a while that, like, where her husband is. <laughs> just just not there. He's wow. just gone. Because, you know, when you say, well, he's gone. Okay. Gone to prison? <laughs> gone to live with his parents? Gone to, like, gone where? Now, he, right. he he's passed. Anyways, uh... It took a while to get to that. I'm like, it shouldn't just be assumed, but here we are. Uh, anyways, Libby and her children uh, moved to her estranged aunt's uh, goat farm in Central Texas, which is where she meets uh, Josh Duhamel's character, James O'Connor, and who's like the ranch hand, basically the hired help. And she's just moving there to try and get a fresh start. Uh, she was looking at planning on getting a job somewhere. Um, obviously, but her aunt pretty much said, well, you have a job, you're working the farm and she's never, she's a city person. So she's never worked on the farm, but she, but she ends up just doing it because, you know, and told her to, she's right. very feisty, but she, um, but yeah, like there's an, estra- like there's some strain between, um, Libby and her mother and so and between the mother and the aunt, so sisters, you know, have having issues, and it's a very interesting story between at least with that family dynamic. But I don't; it's not really worth getting into because it's not the main plot of the story. Um, right. But it's about her trying to get this fresh start, trying to learn to love again, trying to make sure her kids are happy and. Um, which is going to be hard to do because the aunt does not have a TV. Hmm. Um, 
<laughs> doesn't have a TV and doesn't have a dryer, I think is what they, or a microwave. <laughs> so, wow. so, you know, a lot of things that, you know, a lot of kids would get used to doing, or at least even, uh, even yeah. would be herself are having to adapt. Right. And so it's an interesting story, um, with that going on. And then you can see the, uh, you know, and of course the, the chemistry between, uh, Leslie Bibb and Josh Duhamel is actually really is actually really good. Um, Josh Duhamel is just super charming in this movie, and I really enjoyed him. Um, I really enjoyed watching his character <clears throat> and just the story in general. Because I I even told my wife as I was watching this, I go, you know, I said Leslie Bibb is perfect. I said I can't see Catherine Heigl doing this type of thing. It just didn't seem like it would she would do it justice for these right. for this type of movie. I said, and I don't, I said, it's not a knock on her. I just, I don't see her. I think it would have been miscast if they would have just tried to shoot her. In. I said, right. I think Leslie Bibb was really well, did really well in this. And <clears throat> excuse me. And, uh, did really well in this. And I think, you know, uh, kind of shined a little bit at, as far as her acting, uh, the movie was directed by Vicki Wright. Um, hold on. She uh, she's directed a, just only like one or two other movies. A couple of shorts. It looks like a one Lifetime movie called The Volunteer. And then another short called For Keeps. So, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed it. If you like those type of kind of Nicholas Sparks type movies and stuff, then... I think you'll really enjoy this one. It's at Redbox. I mean, you're not missing out. Uh, you know, this is not something you really need. It's obviously not when you need to go see a theater, but it's a good date night movie for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would recommend it. I really enjoyed it. It's not one I was kind of disappointed in, which this movie I thought could probably go either way. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, well, this could have been better. Um, there's obviously some plot stuff in there that, that uh, there's some plot stuff in there that I obviously you can nitpick and but it's with these kind of movies you just kind of go with it you know yeah. you don't try and you just you know what kind of movie you're getting so you just kind of go with it so okay um <clears throat> and then lastly Lastly, the I'm going to put my uh, York and I actually watched uh, Bloodshot together. Um, we red boxed it, and you know I was like, "Hey man, I think you might like this." It's PG-13, which I wasn't sure if it was or not. Um, but when I saw it was PG-13, I go, "I bet he likes this." I said, "But he'll like yeah. this," and so I got him talked into watching it with me, which is awesome. I've now. Within the within one week, I was able to get him to watch actually well three movies really, but at least with me two I've, I was able to get him to watch two movies, and I was very excited because it's harder it's harder to get him to want to watch movies with me as unlike Grayson he'll be like okay, because um, York has other interests and now that he's getting older and a little bit harder to get him to want to watch movies with me which is fine. Yeah, but I love it when he does. <clears throat> and so we watched Bloodshot together, and he actually really enjoyed it. I was, I was happy. I was glad he liked it. But he was into it the entire way. Um, he had questions, and I'm like, bro, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know this character. <laughs> it's yeah. like, uh, I said, it's not. It's I said he's not like Marvel or DC, but he's different character. So I don't. I said my knowledge of him is going to be is not going to be much. So, right. so I would just go by what you see in the movie. Um, it was better than I expected. I'll be honest. Like, I mean, I don't know it. It's, I mean, as far as like superhero or antihero or however you want to call it for that type, I'd say, I don't even see it as a superhero movie or a comic book movie. It plays more, it plays better as a sci-fi movie just in general, you know? Right. And especially, you know, it's definitely worth seeing on a 
you know, I guess in this case, a big screen, but in this case, I would say it works better on like just a big size TV. It's not one you want to see on your phone or on the tablet. It's definitely what you want to see on, you know, a giant screen to kind of get the scope of everything and, and really kind of immerse yourself into the special effects, which are actually fairly done fairly well. Um, The story's not super great, but the action's well done. um, And it's, it's fun to see them try and it's, it's entertaining to try and see Vin Diesel figure things out on, you know, figure things out on his own and really kind of, you know, do his best Vin Diesel, you know, did everything but family's family and all that. Um, but you know, it's, but the, the action's good. Uh, Guy Pierce, you know, chewed up the scene as a villain, which is good. Um, cause he's good at that. And yeah, I, I was entertained. I mean, that's, all I was expecting for that movie, and I got it, so I was happy. And um, like I say, York liked it, so you know he's nine. So if you got nineteen-year-olds, that of course he's got an older taste. I don't know what the word you would use, but you know he sees movies that are PG-13 and stuff like that, and he's only nine because he understands the movies are fake, so he can. Right. It's not like. Uber is not like uber violent, so it uh, in the sense that you know it's it's obvious that it's fake, you know. It's, yeah, it's like comic book movie level violence. Yeah, yeah. Um, his mom is still trying to talk me into letting him watch John Wick, and I keep telling her, I go, no, <laughs> no, you can't rush this, okay? I said, I tell you what, <laughs> I said, I tell you what, if I see it come on. If I see it come on Hulu for like FX or something like that, where where I know it's gonna be like an edited version, I will yeah. watch it. <laughs> I will watch it just to make sure. <laughs> see how well edited it is, and then make decisions. Then he may be able to watch it. Cause I wouldn't watch Logan. Now it's on like mm-hmm. FX, so I don't really mind. I think he'll get bored with it. Right. Um, if he still wants to see it, but I think he'll get bored with it. Um, because it's not as I don't say fast-paced action, but it's not superhero action. It's more of an actual story, um, yeah. actual character development. Um, so I think he'll he would get bored with it. But and I think the only reason why he wants to even see John Wick is because they released a Fortnite skin. That's the only reason. Right. So I told Beth, I said, yeah, just, "Let's just wait." It's like we don't need to rush it. He's got many years to watch movies. You'll get to John Wick eventually. Don't worry. So, um, but yeah, I was actually, you know, after coming off of a week where I didn't see much, and the ones I watched are kind of depressing. <laughs> I came, I came away, I came back with ones that were fairly, you know, pretty entertaining. So, yeah, this week's a win. I'm putting it in the books. So, all right, <laughs> all right, you're up now, man. All right, so I managed to squeeze in three movies. Um, <clears throat> first one is one that we had, you had, you know, I think you'd already seen it, A uh, Good yeah. Time. Yeah. And um, so it's originally released in August of 2017. Uh, it's 101 minutes, and it was directed by the Safdie brothers, the same directors for Uncut Gems. Okay. Um, the budget was only $2 million. But as far as box office, it managed to bring in 4.1. Okay. So that's pretty decent. Uh, it's starring Robert Pattinson as Connie. When I first heard his name, I was like, it's more, you know, yeah. woman name, female name. But yeah, yeah. I yeah. rode with it. Yeah. And then one of the Safety brothers, yeah, one of the Safety brothers, Benny, actually played his brother, Nick. And then you have uh, Talia Lanice Webster, I think it's the 16-year-old girl. Okay. Um, Barkhat Abdi and Jennifer Jason Lee star in this. Okay. Uh, basic synopsis um, brothers Connie and Nick successfully rob a bank, but um, Nick gets arrested and Connie tries to come up with the money to get his brother out. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Nick is uh, developmentally disabled and is attending therapy sessions to assist with his emotional outbursts. Okay. And one of which. He physically harms his grandmother. But during the therapy session that we start off with, 
Connie interrupts it, practically dragging him out of the session, telling him that he doesn't need to do that. Uh, never mind what his grandmother says. He's the only one that can protect him and take care of him. Um, let's see. And then, uh, but they were able to rob a bank with little to no incident. But during the getaway, the dye pack attached to the money explodes and covers them in red dye. Yeah. And so they had to, and they had to try to get cleaned up. After that, they resume their only to eventually have officers in, resu- in pursuit. Um, they're able to arrest Nick because Connie just outruns him, just says, I'm out, and doesn't even wait for him. Um, he does try to use the money that they stole to um, bail Nick out, but most of it's unusable because of the die. Gotcha. But um, the Connie's character reminds me of Adam Sandler's character in Uncut Gems. Is like, you're, you're not really wanting to root for him because he makes dumb decisions. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and he's real selfish, and he wants things to go his way. And if they don't go his way, you know, he's going to find some way to make it happen his way, <laughs> no matter what. Exactly. Um, he even goes as far as thinking he's... Uh, um, his, his, his brother basically ends up in the hospital. He finds out which hospital and basically breaks him out. So he thinks. Um, you know, come to find out it's somebody else that happens to be... Uh, locked up and, 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 you know, locked up in the hospital with the guard on him. And, um, it's just, it's just a mess. Like no matter what he does, yeah. he just keeps digging up, digging himself deeper. And it's, it's, you know, it's, um, I mean, as far as the performances were great, I mean, he, he even like while they were broke, while they were hiding out, they were actually hiding out in this woman's house that he, uh, come across on the bus ride trying to get his brother out. And um, he even goes as far as to, like, I don't know what his age is in the comic in the movie, but the girl he starts making out with the girl, but she's clearly sixteen. Yeah, and that was that was that was very disturbing. Like he's just willing to do whatever to keep people off of the fact that he's robbed a bank. <laughs> exactly. And um, that was that was disturbing. Um, just showing how low he'll go <laughs> to do things. Um. But but even with that, you know, his performances are great. You know, like you said, Robert Panson shows his range. You know, he's got range, and this movie showcases it well. Um, I enjoyed the movie. I was mad at him, but exactly. I did enjoy the movie. Um, it was a good watch. It's kind of sad, but, um, you know, at least he ends up where he should be. Yeah. And then, you know, by the end of the movie, his brother eventually gets the help he needs to yeah. try to cope with his developmental issues. Yeah. But and it, it, uh, it, it showed, I like the movie because it shows Robert Pattinson's, his range as an actor. He's not one yeah. note Twilight. Like everybody's going to, you know, just assumes that he is just like Daniel yeah. Radcliffe is more than just Harry Potter. So true. Um, and a lot of his choices as, um, as of the past, you know, always four or five years, um, his choices for roles has really varied in uh, as an actor. And so I don't like it when people get cast for like major things, but then they're like, and, you know, the trolls in here and that talk about how, you know, basically, well, you mean the kid from blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, they're more than just, you know, that's just part of their movie career. Right. And not, you can't, you can't fault an actor for what, you know, for the decisions of a hundred, like other people between director, producers, studio, all that stuff. You know, when they kind of get in the way, you know, an actor can only do so much. So. And like with this and lighthouse, I think those are the only two movies I've seen him in other than Twilight. So I got to see that he definitely since then has done more, you know, he, he, so we shouldn't be worried about him being Batman or Bruce Wayne. I don't think so. I think, (laughs) I think if you watch at least just those two, Mm -hmm. it'll make you chill out some, you know, it definitely Um, chilled me out. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) So I keep trying to tell people, I said, you know, and it's like everybody. Yeah. I mean, everybody, nobody thought, Heath Ledger would make it, you know, would be a good Joker. Yeah. So, and 
got proven wrong. Yeah, true, very wrong. <laughs> or, or even, or even back in the '80s, nobody thought Michael Keaton was a good fit for Batman because he'd made comedies. Right. So he wasn't a serious actor, although he'd made two dramas, um, two or three dramas, Stand and Deliver, and this. I don't think the squeeze is one, but, um, but they're not, not stand over. I mean, clean and sober. It's all the ampersand movies. I can't get confused sometimes. Uh, but yeah, clean and sober. I mean, or one good cop. I mean, those are, that's after the first Batman between the two. Anyways. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, you can't just, I mean, you can, but it won't do, I mean, it'll just, it'll just make you narrow minded and you're thinking you have to take an actor as an actor's body of work, you know, like take the entire scope of their work and kind of judge it right. from that instead of just a couple of movies or, a, you know, a franchise of movies. So true. Yeah, that's true. Even Kristen Stewart, you know, like I got a friend who's always saying, Oh, she's just doing her pouty face and, you know, Kristen Stewart isms or twilight isms. I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, it's early in both of their careers, so obviously they had limited choices, and they've yeah. chosen other roles that have shown they do have a little range, or great range. Um, so the next movie uh, is called Mary, uh, and it stars Gary Oldman, Emily Mortimer, uh, Manuel Garcia Rolfo, Rolfo uh, Stephanie Scott, Chloe Perrin, Douglas Urban- Urbanski, uh, Jennifer Esposito, and Owen Teague. Uh, was released October of 2019. Has a runtime of 84 minutes. Director is Michael Goy, or Go. I think it was Goy. And basically, it's about um, David is a helmsman for a tourist ferry, and he impulsively purchases an old boat found abandoned by Coast Guards. And his intentions are to take his wife and two daughters on a trip to Bermuda. Um, so the story, the story is actually told from Sarah, David's wife's perspective, after being found drifting on the wreckage of a sailing boat. And in this movie, Sarah and David's marriage is on the rocks due to her acts of infidelity, which I think kind of motivates him to buy the boat because he's like, "Well, she yeah, did this. Let me, let me gift myself with something." Right. Um. David wants to be the captain of his own boat and is looking to purchase one. He receives a message that a boat that he's been eyeballing is available for viewing, but he's drawn to this old salvage boat instead and decides to purchase it. He's just like literally, once he gets to the dock, he's just literally just heads right to it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, um, the boat shares the same name of his youngest daughter, Mary. Okay. And his oldest daughter, Lindsay, has a boyfriend, Tommy, who will be joining them. And then David has a friend named Mike, whom his wife was cheating with, will also be joining them. Uh, Crazy. Uh, all right. His, uh, <laughs> right. That's, just, that's right. Because <laughs> I was watching, like, why is he there if that's what happened? <laughs> but I don't know. I guess I'm trying to make the friendship stronger than what happened, but... That, that that wouldn't that wouldn't happen. Nope. Um. So basically, the the boat. I guess you can say the boat itself is haunted by the spirit of someone who who died on it and has a mission of trying to replace her kids that were killed on the boat. Okay. And apparently, there's three other situations where the, the spirit has guided three different people on the same destination of Bermuda. But let's see. So once they go out to sea, you have strange happenings occur. Um, Mary has the imaginary friend, which is this woman who she claims lives on the boat. Uh, Lindsay's boyfriend attacks David after injuring himself. And then Sarah has a series of nightmares about harm coming to herself or her kids. And it's, I mean, the movie itself is not great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but considering what they were working with, the performances were okay. Um, I feel like, as far as Gary Oldman, they kind of wasted his talent. Yeah. And but I was doing the only trivia I could find on IMDb was the role he took was originally supposed to be for Nicolas Cage. Oh, well, that makes so sense. 
That makes sense. Oh, that makes no. a lot more sense. Yeah, I would. It have been more more fitting for him, but who knows yeah. what what came in? Maybe other doing something else crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was okay. It wasn't great. Uh, it's supposed to be a horror movie. It wasn't really scary. Yeah, uh, maybe some suspense in it. Um, they had a couple of jump scares in the movie that, you know, felt cheap. <laughs> gotcha. But um, yeah, it's the ending was kind of unsatisfying. Yeah. But you know, it was okay. Uh, there was a movie I saw at Walmart. It was like five bucks. I was gonna buy it because the cover looked interesting. Yeah. I'm glad I watched it this way. <laughs> <laughs> watched it on Hulu. So yeah. okay. that was much much, much better choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was it was kind of weird. Even in the trailer, they show the youngest daughter. They're talking, and her old her sister is basically trying to make fun of her. She takes a glass and breaks it across her face. I guess because she's in possession. I guess she got possessed by this demon oh, of her yeah. friend that made her do it. And it's yeah, it it was it was just it was just okay. Um, it's not one that I would suggest, but if you have Hulu and you see it, you know, check it out if you want. Yeah, they shouldn't. You're only spending time. It's not money, so yeah. Um, so my last movie called Mom and Dad. This, I've seen this trailer. <laughs> yeah, I've seen I the was, trailer for this. It looks bonkers. It's like after I watched Mary, like I had this saved in my queue and I watched the trailer. I'm like, yeah, I'll go ahead and watch this. It's, it's like 1.30 in the morning, but I made it through. I was getting tired, but I was like, I can. St- it was it was too interesting to me. <laughs> yeah. So I had a couple of releases. Um, uh, September of 2017 for the um, International Film Festival. Yeah. And then January of 2018 in the U.S. And then had a U.K. release March 9th, uh, 2018. Uh, Runtime of 83 minutes. The director is Brian Taylor. Um, No budget information, but the box office had managed uh, $169,290. I was was waiting for you to say $169. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for you to say that. Um, Stars Nicolas Cage. He plays Brent. You have Soma Blair as Kendall. Uh, Ann Winters plays Carly. Uh, Zachary Arthur plays Josh, though they're brother and sister in the movie. And then Robert T. Cunningham plays Damon, who's the boyfriend of Carly. And so basically, something is going around that causes the parents to turn violent towards their kids. Murderously violent. <laughs> right. Um... <clears throat> Overall, the movie received relatively positive reviews. And the way the movie starts off to set the tone, it shows a mother leaving her car on the railroad tracks with her child left inside as a train approaches. So I'm just like, okay, so this is this is it. <laughs> this is what we're just this, this is where we're getting into. Yeah. Um, so all members of this family, they already have a strained relationship. Um, Brent's not happy with her relationship. With her his daughter's relationship with Damon, uh, he's a he's black. So I'm thinking it's because he's black, or just be being a dad. You don't want your daughter dating, period. Right. But they never really explain why he's not happy with her dating. Um, so something going on with the radios and TV screens that transmits static, and that causes them to act the way they're acting. But they don't so like subliminal, yeah, own of some sort. Yeah. So the the first incident. Carly's at school. I guess they're doing the tests, and um, they start seeing police cars pulling up, and parents are just starting to show up at school for whatever reason. And Damon is taking, um, I guess, the ACT test, and he leaves early. He like finishes. I guess he's real smart. He finishes the test real early. But there's like a, a crowd of parents standing outside the door to leave, and they're just standing there. And then they have another shot where. School is releasing early. Parents are outside the school, which is gated in. So I guess it's a private school. And the kids want to get to their parents. Parents want to get to their kids. But for some reason, they're not letting it happen. So they're not really explaining what's going on. But uh, one kid jumps the fence, goes to his mom, 
and then she takes him out, <laughs> like stabs him. Wow. I'm just like, okay. So the parents start jumping over the fence, over the gate, and the kids break out running. And I mean, parents are attacking their kids left and right. It's just madness. So Carly and her friend make it to her friend's house and they get separated. So Carly's watching the news, seeing what's going on. And her friend goes upstairs and sees her mom. So she then goes upstairs and sees the mom basically strangling her out. And her mom just says, oh, hey, baby, how you doing? Like, like it's nothing. Like nothing. Yeah. And so, of course, she rushes home because she's got her younger brother. Um, they have a maid who also has a daughter that lives there. And um, well, you can already see where I'm going with that. <laughs> they yeah. don't, a lot of these things, they don't actually show what happened. They just imply it because the maid is mopping the floor. And then she pulls up the mop and it's just covered in blood. <laughs> So it's then, of course, this is Nicolas Cage doing his Nicolas Cage thing. Yeah, uh, just crazy. He comes home. Um, oh, before that, Damon, he goes home and you're thinking like his his dad is just a drunk and abusive. But yeah. uh, he starts trying to kill him. Like he grapes, takes a beer bottle, breaks it, slices his arm and um, tries to go after his son who pushes the table, causes him to fall, and then the broken bottle goes up on his, up his throat. <laughs> and so he escapes, rushes to Carly to try to help her out. Then Brent comes home, her dad, and he's like, um, you know, of course, their reaction is not what it looks like, you know. You're right. But but um, Nicholas Cage just flips out, completely flips out, starts going for him. Now, because this movie is so old, I, I guess I'll, I'll talk about it. Um Damon is pretty resilient because Nicholas Cage gets him down and he does like a hand thing and smacks him. I thought he killed him because how hard his head hit the ground. Yeah. But Damon keeps coming back no matter what happens. Like he, you think he's dead, comes back trying to help Carly and her brother. Um, but outside of what's going on there, Kendall, her sister's having a baby. So she goes to the hospital for the birth. And while her sister's pushing the baby out, the, the monitor does the staticky thing. So she's holding the baby. The next thing you know, she starts trying to crush the child. Oh, my gosh. So Kendall's trying to pull the baby from her to keep her from doing that. And her sister's just constantly trying to go after the child to take her out. Wow. Like That was, that was intense. Disturbing. <laughs> yes. So hospital staff get the baby from Kendall because, you know, they feel like they don't know what's going on, but they want to yeah. keep the baby safe. So they put in the baby in the nursery. You know how they have the window where the dads and yeah, the family yeah. can look at the baby? All the dads are just looking at the kids, seething, wanting to get in there to, yeah. not because they're happy that they're here, but yeah, yeah. they want to, you know, do, do that. Um, but what was weird, when the static was going on, you could see Kendall kind of having... Like she's kind of going into that zone, but then she kind of snaps out of it a little bit. Yeah. But um, but once she gets home, it's just it's both her and her husband just going after the kids. Like wow. I mean, it's it's intense. It's really intense. Um, it's probably the craziest movie I've seen this year <laughs> that came out two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean the performances. I mean, it's not much of a story. It's basic. Yeah, yeah. Parents go yeah. crazy. And these two story. kids are trying to, but it, it's like the parents only go after their kids. So if you're not their child, they're not trying to hurt you. They're just trying to hurt their kids. It's so weird. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. Uh, perfect for Nicolas Cage. <laughs> it he, seems like it was written for him. Because I think he's he's already off. Because before at the beginning of the movie, he's going to work and his son throws a ball at him, and they show it in the trailer. He turns, he's looking real crazy at his son, and he just kind of. <laughs> laughs it off like ah, I'm, go I'm going to work <laughs> I'm just like yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> but uh, it was definitely entertaining it's it's dark yeah it's, it's oh, very it's hella dark, dark. <laughs> just <laughs> it's very dark. Um, but it kept me awake because I did I think I finished it like three in the morning but it was like Jesus. I'm not turning this off <laughs> I'm gonna keep watching as crazy as it is I'm gonna keep watching but um yeah it's yeah, because, you know, normally, you know, parents are about 
saving their kids, want to protect them. Mm-hmm. And here's the opposite where now some some reason I want you gone. <laughs> this was written by somebody whose kid was possessed by a demon one day. <laughs> and they're like, you know what? Then they tell their spouse, you know what? You watch him for a minute, okay? I need some time alone. And then they go alone and then type up the script for this movie. Right. Every parent's been through it. Every yep. Where their kid, their precious kids, been super sweet, and then for whatever reason turns into a demon for one reason or another, either emotional growth spurt or actual growth spurt or just not, I mean, just having a day. I mean, yeah. And, and then... This is oh, a yeah, also, response to that <laughs> to vent also, out their frustrations. Nicholas Cage's character, the, the 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 thing going on that day is his parents are supposed to come in for dinner. So while they're trying to go after the kids, his parents show up. I was wondering about that. If that if, that, if like some some grandparents were going to be trying to come after the kid. <laughs> yeah. So so they show up and then of course they're after him. Right. But then his wife is telling the mom, like, you don't want to hurt him. It's, that's your son, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, oh, I never liked you anyway. So she starts going after her. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, the kids got to worry about their parents, and then their parents got to worry about his parents. <laughs> that's... So it uh, it was just interesting. It, it, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I probably enjoyed it more than I should have, but... <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, messed yeah. up as it was. Yeah, it was, it was totally messed up. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> you know, I remember watching the trailer. Trailer going. I don't even know if I want to watch this, but this trailer is just bonkers. And yeah. I, I've seen that it was. I was like, oh, I might put it in my queue. I might watch. That. I might come back to that if I need to find something to watch. Yeah. So it's one of those movies. I'm sure one of these days I'll get around to watching because, yeah, because that trailer is just bonkers. It truly is. <laughs> and then, uh, you want to see Nicolas Cage go nuts? You know, kind of current time. There you go. There you go. <laughs> right. So the quarantine got me like this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then, you know, he's supposed to be playing Joe Exotic in the Tiger King movie or show or TV show. What are you going to do? I don't even want to see it because it's already, I mean. Done it. <laughs> I've already seen the documentary. I, I'm good. I don't need to see a fictionalized version. I don't need to see, a, I don't need to see celebrities cosplay this documentary. Essentially. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what it is. Yeah, I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now. I'm gonna probably pass on that movie. We'll go ahead and put I mean, that. If it goes to a streaming service. Yeah, I'll probably watch probably. it then. But yeah, I'm oh, not you mean like Netflix. <laughs> I mean, it, it would make sense that's who if that's yeah. who produces it. <laughs> right. Double dip. Double dip. Yeah. Oh, God. That's amazing. Yeah. So those are my wow. three for the week. <laughs> All right. Well, we've only got one trailer because you know, not much going on. Um, and I just saw, I mean, just saw this, uh, the five bloods, D a, the number five and then bloods, a spike week joint, um, ah. four African-American vets battle the forces of man and nature when they return to Vietnam, seeking the remains of their fallen squad leader and the gold fortune he helped them hide. It's supposed to be released June twelfth to Netflix. Hmm. Spike Lee's first Netflix movie. So interesting. Uh, of course, it's got a, got an amazing cast because it's Spike Lee, right? Uh, Chadwick Boseman, Jean Renou, Renou, uh, Paul Walter Hauser from Richard Jewell and um, I Tanya, uh, Delroy Window. Uh, Clark Peters from The Wire and Isaiah Whitlock Jr. from The Wire. Um, and then that's all the people I at least recognize. So, yeah, man, that should be interesting. Um, uh, <clears throat> so, I did see another trailer for a movie called Unhinged with Russell Crowe. Yeah, here, I'll write that one down so I can be sure to add that to the site. Um, He's I guess he's basically playing a guy with road rage. Um, somebody cuts him off, and instead of just saying, "Okay, I'm gonna go about my business," he actually tries to track her down to kill her. <laughs> like he, I got better things to do with my day. I'm sorry. Right. Right. So right now, the only star they have listed is Russell Crowe. No, Russell Crowe, Karen, 
Pistorius, Jimmy Simpson, and Gabriel Bateman. Yeah. It's supposed to be released July of this year. Uh, it's supposed to be the first theatrical release. Like, yeah. big budget theatrical release when theaters supposedly open back up. They're trying to take advantage to make their yeah, money back. They're, well, they're trying to come out before uh, Tenet does. Yeah. They want that one to be the re- the kind of guinea pig <laughs> before, instead of having Tenet be the... Just to see if people actually come out to see it. Yeah. It might not be the good first movie then. I don't... It doesn't seem like the kind of movie people will want to rush out to go see. That's the right. thing. Right. Unless it's just because the theaters are back open and... But yeah... yeah. Uh, Jimmy Simpson, I really like from uh, Westworld and from um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Played one of the McLean brothers. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure about this movie, man. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like more of a Netflix or Hulu movie. It does, doesn't it? Let's see. Yeah. Eric Bort. Bort, Bort, Bort. Um, German director. American Dreamer, London Town. I don't know any of these movies. Huh. Interesting. Um, I guess we'll see, huh? Yeah. <laughs> be curious. It'll be interesting. It'll be. It will be interesting to just to see how many people go out. I'd like to see a survey though, like after it's over. Like you know, did you, you know, for someone to take a survey and be like, hey. Did you come and see this movie because you wanted to see the movie, or were you coming out because the theaters have reopened? And then kind of see, you know, see what kind of numbers you get, or yeah. both. I mean, I guess it could be both, but it just seems multiple like when choice. you go, which one? It just which seems like you here. Huh? Said making multiple choice. Why are you here? Yeah. Why are <laughs> the theaters you? open, or just because this movie interested you? <laughs> yeah. So. It'd be, I mean, I guess it might be a movie if I'm. If, if if Regal's still doing their, you know, if yeah. they start back the membership and it's a movie that starts late enough, it might be a late movie I'd catch after work. Right. Or if it has an early show and do it before work, because either way, shouldn't be too many people in there. Nope. Yeah, yeah, you're correct. So, all right. But, well, yeah. Interesting nonetheless. Yeah. All right, man. <laughs> uh, I guess that's it, man. You got anything else? Um, no, that's it. Just hoping I get my glasses today and try to find some more movies to watch for next week. Right. Um, shoot, I was gonna. What was it? Hold on, give me two shakes here. Um, I was actually looking up on Redbox to see what was getting released uh, this week. Mm-hmm. See if there was gonna be anything worth me with uh, worth me checking out. Um, let's see what. Oh, The Way Back uh, with Ben Affleck uh, comes out tomorrow at Redbox. Okay. And, um, oh, Brahms the Boy 2 comes out at Redbox also. Mm. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and then, uh, Tom Hardy's Capone movie. So I'll probably what? check that one out. Tom Hardy made a album. He's like a zombie. Not a zombie. He's out. He's Not dead. He's <laughs> cherry, I mean, he's Al Capone at the end of his. Oh, okay. At the end of his okay. time and okay. dealing with dementia and stuff like that. I think I was watching a review on that recently. I read one. It's it's uh, interesting to say the least. Okay. I'll probably check it out because I like Tom Hardy. Yeah. Um. And then uh, Invisible Man drops at Redbox uh, May 26th. For those that missed it, uh, probably watch it or get it. Um, so Ruth can watch because I think she would like it. Yeah. And then The Hunt comes out to Redbox June 9th. So. Yeah, that was real good. Um. Yeah. Emma May nineteenth also, and downhill May nineteenth. So, quite a few coming out. So, well, guess we'll see. Yeah. What happens. All right, buddy. Well, I guess that's uh that's it for this week. Um. And for those listening, thank you for listening. As always, um, please uh, if you're enjoying our show or have been enjoying our show. It would really help us out if you were to rate us and, you know, even write just a couple on review. Um, that just kind of helps us know how we're doing. Yeah. And uh, if you're not part of the Facebook group yet, I can't help you. But we really wish you would join because, you know, we try to post other things on there and have our uh, have our other 
listeners and followers kind of add some stuff on there as well. Uh, we always, you know, encourage community involvement. So um, I guess that's about it from myself, Jeff Hall, and my awesome Patrick. co-host. Oh, jumped again. Sorry, Patrick Terry. <laughs> <laughs> we will catch you guys next week. Later.